Hope in Christ Through Tragedy on this edition of Truth in Love. I'm Dale Johnson, and you're listening to Truth in Love, a podcast of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, where we seek to provide biblical solutions for the problems that people face. And today I am delighted to have Camille Cates join us on the podcast. She is the Assistant Director of Healing Hearts Ministry. You're going to hear a little bit more about that ministry, but before we get to talking about the ministry, Camille, welcome to the podcast, and we're looking forward to, to having you share today. Thanks for having me, Dale. So today what I want to do is to have Camille share a little bit about her testimony, and I want this to be an encouragement to our members in a couple of different directions. Sometimes as counselors, we see situations that we find are simple biblical solutions, easy things to work through, and then there are oftentimes where we encounter difficulty, deep struggle, deep uh, tragedy even, and sometimes we wonder, Lord, how in the world can we minister, and sometimes we're afraid Maybe the Word of God is not powerful enough to help in situations like this. And I want Camille to be able to share with you today uh, a piece of her story uh, so that we can be encouraged about the beauty of God's Word and the, the deep hope that we can find in His Word. So Camille, welcome, and I'd love to hear a little bit more about your story. My story kind of begins, I was a church-raised kid, uh, grew up in the church, heard a lot about the Bible and Bible um, stories, people from the Bible, but I would say I, I didn't have a whole lot of application growing up. I did come to know the Lord uh, at age 12 uh, at a youth camp, but when I went back home, I just didn't have the discipleship. I was lacking the discipleship at home. So by the time I got into high school, something that I had really struggled with, now I see as idolatry. Um, then I just saw as guys that I thought were interesting and um, wanted a relationship so badly. And um, so in high school, you can find a relationship. And um, anyway, so I, I began dating and I actually became sexually active at the age of 15. And before long, um, became pregnant, 16, almost 17 years old. And I remember um, my mom coming to me and asking me if I wanted to have an abortion, which shocked me. Um, as a Christian teen, I knew that I shouldn't be having sex outside of marriage. knew that was wrong, but I knew abortion was also wrong. And in my heart and mind, I wasn't going to cross that line. Mm. So I told my mom, no, you know, I want to keep this as my baby. I want to keep my baby. And my patient, my parents were so gracious and loving and said, well, we'll, we'll support you. And they did faithfully. Um, but my heart hadn't changed um, at all during that time. Again, I was lacking in discipleship at that point of crisis. Um, so I just kind of kept doing life. I, I had my daughter, and um, that relationship did not work out. It was just my daughter and I and my parents helping me. And uh, still looking for relationships is what I thought was the answer and what I needed, what I wanted and chased after. So um, I found another relationship, got into that relationship, quickly became sexually active, quickly became pregnant again. And um, looking back, it's always interesting how our view of God and his word, um, we're tempted to change that based on our changing circumstances. 
And I love now knowing God's word that his word is unchanging. Mm. He is unchanging. His character is unchanging. And, uh, but I didn't understand that at that point. And so I began to question and think about uh, an abortion. And um, just in the course of events, I never really came to that decision. The, the boyfriend um, stayed, he and I stayed together. Uh, we, we became engaged, thought that we might get married, didn't know what we would do at that point with the, the unexpected pregnancy. And um, one night he was watching my daughter um, for me and I was at work and uh, found out later um, my mom came up to my work and said you've got to come to the hospital something's happened to Lauren my daughter and through the course of the evening we found out that he had sexually assaulted and mm. um, shaken her to death mm. and um, I was still pregnant with his baby my parents um, had known about the pregnancy uh, before we had even left the hospital um, they were pressuring me to have an abortion. Mm. And with my world rocked through tragedy, mm. um, again, because I didn't have solid ground in God's word and, and who he was in the midst of my tragedy, mm. um, I made the decision to have an abortion four days after we buried my daughter. Mm. Um, and then uh, a lot of people talk about the downward spiral. Mm. And that's how my life went dealing with the, the pain and the hurt and my own sin and being sinned against. And mm. it was just all a big mess. And so um, I did what, what I know to do at that time and got involved in more relationships. And because of the depth of the tragedy, I think I opened myself up to even more depraved things than I had mm. participated in before. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I kind of lived with the motto, whatever with whoever, whenever. Mm -hmm. And um, I see a lot of that in our culture today, and my heart goes out because I know people are reeling from sin, their own sin, mm -hmm. and sin done against them. And so the Lord in his kindness um, helped me to become sick of my own sin at one point and um, brought, me, brought me back to my, my hometown and brought a young man into my life who had graduated from seminary, was headed into um, youth ministry as a youth pastor. So... He graciously shared with me one point that he knew about my abortion. I didn't think mm. he knew. And he said, uh, Camille, I love you mm. in spite of your abortion, and I want to be with you anyway. Mm. And um, I always share, and my testimony freaked me out a little bit. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, well, I got to go. And I left. And I just really, the Lord and his word and the truth of the gospel came back to me so clearly that night because I saw an example of it. Mm. Um, that the Lord knows that we're sinners, depraved um, as all can be, but he loves us and he sent his son because he wants to be with us anyway. And so that was a turning point in my life where I didn't want the idolatry of relationships anymore. I knew I needed to um, re-engage with my relationship with Christ. I had a godly man that was pursuing me whom I married and he began to disciple me. Mm. And I, um, I just grew. Being in youth ministry, we're exposed to a lot of um, good teaching, and so I, I grew. But I still had this abortion in my past. And I think what a lot of people don't realize, even um, biblical counselors, sometimes um, when we're dealing with marriage cases where it's communication or finances or um, they're just not loving one another well, we... Um, do a disservice to our counselees when we don't ask the good questions. Mm. Do you have an abortion in your past? Mm. Do you have sexual abuse in your past? 
um, because those are deep um, hurts and and sin. There's a lot of shame and um, condemnation that covers over those things, and that's really sometimes at the root. If we would help our, our counselees get to God's word and the healing offered there, we would find that they would then learn God's word teaches me also about how to love well in my marriage and how to communicate in a Christ-like way. Um, so a lot of times I'll say we have really um, great Christian leaders in our churches that are trying to run with a spiritual limp because of their past. So, um, and I, it was rocking my marriage, my abortion, um, uh, just seemed to dominate my desire to have a child, and uh, I lived under a common fear for a lot of post-abortive uh, men and women that God was going to punish me and not let me have children again, mm-hmm. and that is not what we see from His Word. We know that sometimes that is a natural consequence. Uh, as a ministry with Healing Hearts, we talk about that um, in our Bible study, that there are natural consequences, but Christ takes our punishment on the cross when we put our hope and our faith in him uh, to cover all our sins. So God graciously brought me to Healing Hearts in 1998, and I went through their post-abortion study for women called Binding Up the Brokenhearted. And it is so gospel-centered and scripture-rich that the word of God transformed every area of my life, not just my abortion. And I found um, some hope and some healing for my marriage as well. So being through through that study, I love God's word. Um, I believe it's Psalm 107.20 that says he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from all of their destructions. And that was true when I got finished with the Bible study. So it gave me a hunger and a thirst for God's word. Um, I began to say, what else does this book have in it? Because it does hold everything we need for life and godliness. Uh, and that's when I uh, came on board and started serving with the ministry back in 1998-99, and I'm thankful that God has used that and used His Word continually in my life. It's the key um, for how to live uh, a godly life and um, be conformed to Christ's image. Well, as, as I listen to you tell your story, it's constantly convincing me that the Bible, in every word that it says, is absolutely true. If you look at the beginning of your life, and, and we all experience this, when we disobey what God says, the consequences are monumental, not just in, in actions and deeds, but also in emotions and the baggage that we carry from all of those experiences, and we struggle. And the, the scriptures warn us in those ways, and it proves true even in our own sin. But as we turn the corner and the Lord through His Spirit and His Word begins to work in our hearts, uh, it begins to prove true even more that it's more powerful in overcoming all of that difficulty and the tragedy that we experience in life. And what Jesus says is true, that He is given us His Word to overcome the things in the world. And He that's in us is greater than He that's in the world. And as I hear your testimony, I'm just super encouraged about the ministry of the Word and the work of the Spirit and what He can do in the hearts and lives of people uh, who are broken. Mm -hmm. Now, you mentioned one of the things uh, for us to look for as counselors is um, we have a lot of people, especially as we know our statistics are growing relative to sexual abuse and physical abuse and uh, post-abortive care. Um, As we see those numbers increase, more and more of our counselees are going to have that issue or one of those issues in their past. What are some of the typical things as people try to 
push those experiences down or forget those experiences or move beyond. What are the ways that you see that baggage in people, the, the experiences that they have or the actions that they do or things that they say that counselors can be looking for to, to help people work through that? I think for a lot of people, um, anger and fear to me are the two big, big ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and really walking through, you know, when you've been sinned against, mm-hmm. there is such a thing as righteous anger. Mm-hmm. I think we don't talk about it a lot or enough. Mm-hmm. Um, our Bible studies really help counselees discern do I have righteous anger? Am I angry over what God would be angry over? Is it okay to grieve that I've been sinned against grievously, mm-hmm. um, but then yet be taught how not to how not to sin mm-hmm. in their anger? And um, otherwise, they're just walking around with anger and bitterness and unforgiveness in their hearts, and they don't know sometimes why or how to deal with it. And, and sometimes we can just say, you know, it's a sin to be angry. Well, that's not necessarily what the Bible says, is we can sin in our anger, but anger in, its, in and of itself, if it's righteous, is not sin. Um, if it's self-centered, then yes. Mm-hmm. So really helping your counselee discern, if you see that they're angry, they're angry in their marriage, they're angry in their parenting, um, they might have an abortion or sexual abuse in their past. Um, I think fear is the other, uh, it's an indicative that there might be something that somebody is struggling with and um, uh, sometimes anxiety and mm-hmm. depression, mm-hmm. Um, those kind of symptoms of the heart yeah. uh, come out. And so making sure that as counselors, we're asking those good questions and giving them the good framework from God's word about his design for sexuality. Mm-hmm. Again, we should grieve that it's broken. Mm-hmm. If we've been sinned against in that way, it's okay to grieve that. If we've sinned against others in that way, there's hope through Christ. We can That's confess, right. we can repent, we can receive God's forgiveness. And um, one way that we talk about in our studies uh, that is a common worldly way of dealing with sin is self-forgiveness mm. and that's just not biblical. That's right. And, um, but I can't, every, every, seems like every post-abortive man or woman that we minister to mm. at the beginning of our counseling time with them, we just hear them say, I can't, I just can't forgive myself. Mm. And we know that we're going to go there in God's word to yeah. say, yeah, you, you can't forgive yourself. It's not biblical. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you really receiving Christ's forgiveness? So sometimes pride, mm-hmm. The pride of self, self-righteousness, self I've messed up, now I have to clean myself up, mm-hmm. which is a lie. Mm-hmm. Um, those counselees are hanging on to, we need to help them see that Christ is the only one who can redeem mm-hmm. and renew and restore. We've got to put our hope in what his finished work on the cross has done for us. Right, that is that is exactly the issue is, and we're talking about self-forgiveness. It's an issue of unbelief. I mean, the yes. scriptures never require us to yeah. do that. It doesn't call us to do that. In part because we don't have the ability nor power to do that, right? I mean, this is God's work that He does in us through Christ, and He's just asking us to believe in the work of Christ. And that's a, a great point, and several healthy symptoms I think we can look through. What I want to do now, if we can, uh, the last part that we have together is just tell us a little bit about Healing Heart Hearts Ministries and some of the resources that you guys offer uh, that minister to you and that I know will be helpful in ministry to others. 
Sure. So even though we started out as a post-abortion trauma ministry 30 years ago, um, God has uh, broadened our discipleship materials since then. So uh, we do offer a post-abortion study for men and one for women. Um, and then we also offer a, a study for women that we use um, to help counsel on issues like sexual abuse, uh, domestic violence, different issues of the heart. And that's called the Hem of His Garment. Um, all of our adult resources can be found at our website, healinghearts.org, under the Get Help Now tab. And you can either find a trained uh, leader in your area to work with you through that study one-on-one, or you can sign up, and we actually offer the Bible study online with a what we call an, an e-counselor that you can will pair it up with you to walk with you through this study. And then we also have some youth resources. Our teenagers need these answers from the beginning. They're struggling with these same issues uh, at 13, 15, 19. And so we have um, some new youth resources we'd love for people to check out. Camille, we're so grateful that you're with Healing Hearts and the work that you guys do. I'm so thankful to hear even more about this ministry and your connection to the local church and your desire to invigorate and equip the local church to do this very important work of the ministry to to work with those who are broken and to demonstrate that God's word is helpful even in the most difficult of situations. Thank you for being with us. Thank you, Dale. You're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of ACBC. If you'd like more information about Healing Hearts, you can find that on their website, healinghearts.org. And I encourage you to visit their website uh, and to search the information that they have and the many resources that they offer uh, local churches to minister to those who are broken. If you want to find more information about ACBC or biblical counseling in general, we invite you to visit our website at biblicalcounseling.com.